Welcome back to the Rhubarb and Custard podcast. I'm Jojo Smith, aka Rhubarb. And I'm Rosie Wood, aka Custard. This podcast is all about business, branding, confidence and wonky crowns. It's a safe, unapologetic space for business owners and wannabe business owners. If you want to take part in the conversation and help us figure out whether rhubarb is in fact a fruit or a vegetable, you can find us on Instagram at underscore rhubarb and custard. Either way, we're good for you. Puddings, I'm going to let you into a little secret. We've just done half the show and not press record so we're coming to you now <laughs> lovely with a wonky crown we're gonna catch up on our week although it is a bit of a struggle because Rosie had a glass of wine last night hence, this is what we were just going through yeah hence the 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 missed recording button <laughs> yeah so um to, to repeat myself fill you in um I went out for dinner last night with my mum and Millie my eldest who went out to this really nice Italian place um and I was in a celebratory mood because we we sold the first spot on a course. So ordered myself a glass of wine when I don't ordinarily drink. And it was literally just one glass of wine. And today I feel horrendous. Lesson learned from now on, Rosie, Hello. pick from the children's menu. Rosie doesn't drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'll have a Fanta, please. <laughs> so we're having a bit of a giggle because we've got to laugh these situations off. They are what they are. And this brings us to our guest that we have on today. I mean, I will give you my catch up of the week in a minute, but we have got the amazing Nina Spencer on our show today, who is the founder of the Chaotic Motherhood, who is all about, you know, the embracing the wonky crown and the imperfectness of motherhood and this woman is qualified this woman has twins twice let me tell you so while you're just adjusting to that and kind of going twins twice how does she cope we will get there but we'll just give you our little catch-up of the week Rosie I know you're struggling to remember a lot of the week after one glass of wine Mm. anything in particular Nope. <laughs> no, no, it's all gone. It's all gone. But what I have taken away already from this week is that Rosie definitely doesn't drink anymore. I think Rosie feels like she's had a men in black moment where the that, yeah. that black stick has just yeah, been pressed. I do. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, um, it's a really nice place that we went to. Um, it's like a proper authentic Italian restaurant owned by Italian people. All the staff have got Italian accents. It's one of those really, really nice, like hidden gem type places. But oh my goodness, the portion sizes are huge. Like I had to undo my jeans in the car on the way home. And I took a wrong turn because I was so full. Like, <laughs> like I know where I'm going. I've driven that road like a hundred times already. And uh, yeah, I took a wrong turn on the way home because I was just so full. I just couldn't concentrate on what was happening in the road in front of me. Um, this is what happens when you go out on a school night. I know. <laughs> I know. It's what happens. I know. So- This week for me has been all about a bit of an MOT, to be honest with you. I have really tried to concentrate on my health this week and do a a few little things that I keep, you know, with your health. What we do is sometimes when we are running all the show and wearing all the hats is we do forget about ourselves. We we talk about self-care, but some of those niggly things, you just let them slide. You either forget about them 
or they just don't get on the list. So this week I made a real conscious effort. I say I, I did call in the sassy support fairy to make me do it as well and go, right, please can we book in some time? I went for an eye test. That was scary. The woman told me I've got glittery eyes. I took it as a compliment. She was actually telling me I've got makeup in my eyes, but hey ho, I'm going with the glittery eyes. Um, I've booked in for some blood tests to check up on a few different things. And I'm trying to get in the dentist as well, because I this sounds minging, but I actually haven't been the dentist since the pandemic. And I used to go every six months, but it just kind of because they weren't doing the thing, it kind of got waylaid. So now this week has all been about me in some aspects, um, but I'm slowly ticking them off the list. And I do feel like I've achieved something. So this is good. Well done. So. But thank you. I'm going to take that um, and run with it because I do feel like I've achieved something great this week. Um, Monday, however, was a little bit like a bowl of spaghetti, which I feel like is right because we're talking about the whole Italian food kind of theme. Monday was it just went completely wrong. I had a full diary. And before I knew it, my diary had cleared because appointments were wrongly booked in um we'd missed somebody else and it was just like this bowl of spaghetti that I had to pick each strand out and then straighten out and it was just a bit mad but we have those days too don't we Rosie it is all about the wonky and owning them and in the end I was just like you know what let's just go back to basics and let's just do what we need to do to get this back on the right track didn't cry about it. It was like the wobble recovery came back out of it quite quickly. But today's guest, I want to introduce Rosie and I have got a relationship with this woman because the reason we've brought her on today is because she is one of our OG retreaters. And literally this what this woman doesn't know about wonky crowns and embracing the imperfect isn't worth knowing. Nina A. Spencer, Morning. Good, Good morning. morning. <laughs> Founder of the Chaotic Motherhood. Mate, just explain to people, because I know people are still sitting there with their mouths open going, twins twice. What the <laughs> F? Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell us about you. So I'm Nina Spencer, as Jojo rightly said. I'm the cha- Chaotic Mom Mentor. Um, I run a Facebook group for all those mums that struggle to contain their chaos. Um, because if you can't embrace chaos with two sets of twins, like, like when can you? <laughs> um, my twins actually came after five years of infertility, the first set. Um, and so, you know, we went through the whole process of, like, you've got to have IVF. No, you can have IUI. Wait, no, we can't do that. There's seven eggs. So actually, we were lucky there was only two. Um, there could have been more. <laughs> there could <laughs> <laughs> it could have been seven um although that is my number <laughs> <laughs> i'm not having seven babies just to please you okay okay <laughs> four is enough um and then the second set came after a lot of traumatic struggles um like mental health dips after the first set of twins you know i'd started filling my toolbox of well-being up after the you know, postnatal depression, which led to anxiety. Um, and then we decided, let's try for one more. And it was two. And I swore at the sonographer and spent <laughs> most of the pregnancy in tears. Like, how am I going to cope with two again? Um, at which point, like, I got over that. And 
you know, started embracing the fact that I was going to have two babies once again, when unfortunately um, I was diagnosed with a rare pregnancy complication that meant every plan that I had going went out of the window. Um, a lot of blood, there was a, there was a lot of medical issues that happened as a result of that. And it made me embrace life even more. It, so when once I'd recovered from the birth, I knew I needed to work with like mums who were in that crisis mode that I felt I was in, struggling with living with like my children. Yeah, mm. chaos. Um, like the overwhelm of having more children than you've got hands you know it's yeah. like it, it's so the the list of like the mum load never stops the washing the like cleaning the picking up the toys that you know you're spending yeah feeding and and you do like one nappy and then you're like oh, I've got another one to do it's like a domino effect <laughs> like, it never ends um so yeah that's why I do what I do now because because I I learned that when you're faced with some, a big fear like death, actually it's not really dying that you're afraid of. It's never actually tr- truly living to you to your full potential. Mm. Oh, Nina, I love that you've just said that, and I think one of the biggest things that's coming to me from what you're saying is it's a lot about that acceptance of it's not going to be like um, I'll just get past this next nappy I'll just get past this because that's going to continue yeah and it's going to be there it's not going to change and the acceptance of the situation and your capability Mm. is it's okay and I think you just said there you said um the plans went out the window yeah and for me that's like that's a big thing because when the plans go out the window, they go out the window. So it's how do you accept that, recover from that, and keep going? You know, where does the motivation come from? So when the when I had the first set, I, I was set on like this perfect life, I, this perfect mother that you know she breastfed and she cloth nappied and she wandered the earth like this natural mother, and then they came via c-section because they were both breech which I really didn't want but you know the medical team said that's the best way and you know they came they didn't sleep like what what's Mm. going on the motherhood that I'd thought of was just not it was just not you know perfect and I'm gonna be honest the first set you know, put me into a state of depression. It wasn't, it's not their fault, you know, but the fact that I'd clung on to this perfect life mm. and I was striving to get there constantly, it wasn't until I, you know, I had a breakdown that I realised that, you know, I, you know, I filled my toolbox up of, of things that I could turn to, to to stop the overwhelm, to stop the constant negativity cycle. Um, and then when the second set came along, I, it, the moment I was told you've, you've got this life-threatening pregnancy complication, um, which is placenta percreta, 
um, it, I, I now go back to that. Like I got through that mm. so I can get through Anything. the next bit. I can get yeah. through, you know, yeah. The, yeah. The, the fact is when I had the first set and, you know, I, I was in that depression or anxiety, I, w- I wasn't living for them. I was, I, I wasn't even living really. I was stuck. I was not in, not in like how do you put it in the be where your feet are. I, I wasn't just in the moment at, at all for for that you know for the first set. And so when the second set came along, I made sure that I, I put those tools in place to mm. get me into the moment to make sure that I'm living day to day. Yes, it's great to have plans for the future. Yes, it's great to look back at the past, but it's all about living day to day. Yeah, 100%. I think, like, for me, because I went through postnatal depression as well um, with one baby, not two babies, (laughs) Um, and I'd had a depression of diagnosis in, like, years previous to that. So that experience wasn't anything um new to me like postnatal depression was far more intense and it has the complication of your relationship with baby or babies but the way I look at it now is it was almost like obviously at the time it wasn't but now it was almost like a blessing in disguise because it meant when I went on to have my second child I had that experience and that kind of fueled me to go right this time around I'm not going to let that happen and put kind of safeguards, I suppose, in place for myself to ensure that the things that I felt um, like triggered or pushed me into that space first time round weren't going to happen again. And I, because I went into, I went into parenthood with that expectation that it would be perfect. And, you know, we take strolls in the park and she'd sleep and I'd breastfeed and stuff. And then that just went downhill incredibly quickly because I couldn't breastfeed. Yeah. And, uh, and then switching her over to formula was just like the guilt that went with that was just horrendous. And we ended up in hospital um, as part of it and things and so second time around I was like do you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna formula feed from day one like I'm just gonna do all these things to just like make make things easier and take the stress off because like Millie's grown up formula fed and she's clever and she doesn't get poorly constantly and like all the things they frighten you with to that creates that guilt like Millie had grown up and kind of proven all of those things wrong for me so I was like it almost gave me permission to do things differently um and I look at it now as a blessing in disguise because having been through that like that's equipped me to understand other people better yeah you know and like your journey will have equipped you to understand people like that's exactly what you do now isn't it I I I can almost pinpoint one the one occasion that I go back to to remind me to live for now and to remind me, you know, to let go of as much as of, of that striving for perfection as 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 you can. Mm. And it was um, it was the one visit I had from my bigger my, my bigger twins while I was in the hospital, and they'd come for the day to see me because I was about to go and have this major operation. And we went to the park, which I then got told off for by the, by the <laughs> consultant. 
Um, we went to the park. I was in a wheelchair, so it was, it was fine. Um, and like they didn't want to know me. They didn't. They didn't care that it. You know, this could be my last day. They weren't bothered. Like. They just wanted to go on the swings. Yeah, yeah. They wanted ice cream. You know, they were being... Themselves. What what were they? Yeah, six-year-olds. They were being Mm. six-year-olds. They were, you know, they weren't... They didn't have the concept that, you know, mummy might not be here next week. Yeah. And and it it traumatised me almost because I wanted it to be the perfect day because it it might have been my last one with them. But Mm. it's them that I'm leaving, not me. And yeah. and that's where I go back to now is like it doesn't matter if there's a tantrum, it doesn't matter if it's if it starts raining, it doesn't matter if their clothes get muddy, it doesn't matter, you know, no day is ever going to be perfect, whether it's the last one or like you've got nine million to go. It, mm. it just you know, it just it doesn't matter if you, you know, it just embracing. It, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, I agree. It doesn't matter. And I think that that does come down to the acceptance of the situation and which way. And if the plans go out the window, yeah, yeah. I think I, that's. I think that's huge. It's so many of us, and we. It's and a lot of this comes down to perception of what we think everybody else yeah. is yeah. doing. And we've kind of briefly mentioned this the other week about comparisonitis and how it this terrible judgmental word should mm. be. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, should is a, a word that I really try to eradicate out of my vocabulary because it is such a negative judgmental word. Mm. And be who you can be, who you could be rather than who you should be and have the same with the situations. I think there's so many areas that we could cover with you regarding kind of like motherhood. And for a lot of women, it is when they become a mum that everything does change and the perspective does change. Because, and I'm going to touch here on something that I think, again, I've mentioned previously before, but when Naomi Ella talks about matrescence, and I'd never heard of this before, what matrescence was, and it might be a word that our listeners have never heard of. And the only way that I can, that I've got around my head is it's like adolescence, but when you're going into motherhood, yeah. your body changes, your mind changes. They talk about baby brain. It's an actual chemical, scientific yeah, thing that happens to your body. And man, we are not prepared for that. (laughs) Nobody tells us. Even if, but the thing is, even if they did, like you're still not prepared for it. Like motherhood is just something that whether you like it or not, will smack you in the face. Yeah. Like, and even if people say to you, like all of the things that are coming, you just won't get it until it happens. And it literally smacks you in the face. And then you go, oh shit. Yeah. And do you know That's what, what they meant? There's a bit of a conversation here as well, because you don't, <laughs> if you are a mom and you hear somebody that's pregnant for the first time, you give them all the congratulations and everything else. You don't really want to be the bearer of bad news, do yeah, you? Like, you don't really want to go, congratulations that's and commiseration. Now wait till it slaps you in the face, right? Because yeah. it is such a beautiful thing, because there are so many gorgeous, beautiful moments and I think I think that's what you're saying as well Nina is appreciate and accept those where, yeah where you are where you I, are 
I um there's many a time that I've said I don't want to do this anymore I can't do it I don't I, I can't be a mom I don't know how to do it just take them away just like somebody come and get them I, I can't do it <laughs> like ring my mom come and get these kids they're, they're your grandkids I don't want them and 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 not because I didn't love them but because I, I, I felt like I wasn't doing my best I, like I couldn't do everything for yeah. them that I'm, that I needed to because the society had said that I needed to it's um, not just that I think it's just because we've we've had mums as well you almost you're like I'm not going to do it that way or I'm going to do yeah, it that yeah. way so there's already a comparison as mm. to how you were brought up and you were mummed and everything like I say whether that's positive or negative um there's just so much pressure yeah. And I mean, for you, like twins twice for me, that's a hashtag in its own right that should come with the George Cross. If that's a medal, I don't know what the George Cross stands for, really, which I shouldn't Isn't do. Isn't it bravery, the George Cross? <laughs> it's 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 all that. Either way, she des- like you deserve, you know, there is a medal out there. Um, so, the, I mean, we've gone down a little bit of a whole path because mm-hmm. we really wanted people to know who you are. And you do deserve... Um, if it is the George Cross for bravery, because <laughs> you are also running a business alongside yeah. being mum to twins twice. Yeah. And this this podcast is all about business, branding, confidence, and wonky crowns. Well, tick with the wonky crown. We've got that. <laughs> confidence, you are definitely stepping into your confidence. And that was a big reason of why you did come to the sweet retreat and yeah. why you did put yourself in that situation and obviously to do with your brand and your business as well and Nina we 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 absolutely adore you because (laughs) (laughs) no we oh she's gonna start crying whenever we're nice to her she she struggles with it right but you need to you know we want you to accept that love and take that compliment because you are a shining star and you know you you know we we need to hit on some of the things that you did prior to the um being a mum mentor and that was you blogged for 12 years yeah you know what I mean? that is some consistency <laughs> and that is that is some stories tell us a little bit about that um so I started blogging because I was struggling with infertility and I couldn't sleep at night and so to get me through I'd go on the internet and look at like forums and, and which led to blogs. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to blog. I'm going to write my thoughts down. And in the early days, it was shit. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like a diary that should have been kept under my bed rather than going out into the world. And I, I continued and the the, the biggest twins were born and then I couldn't find time to do it, um, you know, two, two babies to look after. So I've gone in and out of blogging for like 12 years. Um, I've followed, like, I've tried to follow the trends for, for blogging, like posting pictures of your food, posting meal plans, like the outfit of the day. Well, I'm not like the most put together mum in the world. Yet I was trying to like get dressed super like looking super fashionable to do these outfit posts that that I'd put out to my readers and again striving for perfection 
when in actual fact what people want to read is authenticity and like real life mm. and the bit of spit down your you know like the bit you of spit down see- your top yeah baby spit not your own yeah yeah. (laughs) I don't know sometimes (laughs) Nina I I think kind of you've just you've just really nailed it as well again what you were doing is looking and trying to be what was out there and what other people were doing but yeah you're, you're so right people want authenticity and people just want the real stuff yeah and that for me is like when you say you were just putting your thoughts you were publicly journaling. I was, yeah, I was. That's what blogging is. It's publicly <laughs> journaling. And I, I can relate to that because I don't actually journal. I hugely um, am an advocate for it. But I don't sit and write my thoughts down secretly. My posts, my things that I put out there, that's me journaling because I don't, I, I, I'm not very good at scheduling posts and stuff like that because I write in the moment yeah. and I write what's happening to me in that point but it is that is another form of journaling and it is so good for you because you need to get your thoughts out of your head mm. and you you say it was shit right <laughs> and it may not have made any sense but trust me it will have made sense to some people you don't you don't blog for 12 years and it's not making sense to anybody so do you know what I mean your audience would have connected with that would have connected with you and would have connected with whatever whether yeah. it made sense or whether it didn't <laughs> and that's like so valid and so important and such a big thing that Rosie and I advocate for because it does need to be authentic and it does need to be you um from me I'm I'm really interested from the the perspective of when you came to the retreat with your confidence and with the connection and with being around other women that felt just like you yeah how how was that for you it it feels like it felt like a little family like Oh, so, so, <laughs> so now, now he's crying. <laughs> so, like, I've only known you a year, Jojo, and Rosie, you, like, I've probably only known you six months or so. Um, and the reason I know you, Jojo, is because you introduced me to Danny. Like, I, I came through the mums in business, and then you introduced me to Danny, and I did be inspired. And so Jules and Nikki, that was on the retreat too, like, I'd, I'd known them from be, them being inspired a bit, and you create this bond together because you, you share, so, like, such raw things because you're talking about yourself, like, you're telling your own story. And... And you create this bond. And then, like, I came to the retreat and obviously I knew them and you. And But everybody else that was there just just fit. They just, like, mm. fit in. And, and we fit in with them. It's it's like you create yeah. this little family that then you, you never want to fall out of touch with. And I don't think yeah. you have, have you? No. To be fair, it's yeah. become that connective. Yeah. And I think that comes from, I'm going to put it out there, I think Rosie and I, because of how authentic we are in our messaging, um, we attract the people that are on that journey and then putting those together. And we were, I think we've become, when we say selective, it's not selective in a you can't come here kind of thing. 
but we know what works with us yeah. and we know where we excel and we know who we can help and we know you know the services yeah. that we can provide yeah and it's that that is the selective part of it because if we're not right for you if we're not the glass slipper fit for you then we will be honest yeah. in that in that and be like we don't think we're right for you yeah but I think because that goes both ways, doesn't it? Like if we're not right for you, you're not right for us. You know, it's not going to be it's not going to be a happy yeah. working relationship, is it? No, exactly. And, and it's not going to be productive. Mm. And so something for us was huge with, you know, I think Rosie and I underestimated the connection elements. 100 percent. Yeah. Of the retreat. And I think, you know, you plan so much like. Um like content yeah content but like really purposeful content like stuff to do during the the weekend that wasn't a weekend Um, (laughs) (laughs) just for the listeners it was actually midweek but all of us felt like we were on a weekend and we just kept calling it the weekend weekend. (laughs) But, Um, but the weekend that wasn't the weekend but then we were we were like so stuck in conversation with each other that yeah. it was like sorry you can't put a program you can't do a, a session here we're like we're just mid flow of, of something really important. <laughs> it was discovery. It was yeah. really yeah. Yeah, I think I think that like, that conversation just it just it worked to like amplify. I think what we were like the content and what we were le- learning and what yeah, we were teaching fine, yeah. because like I know Joe's workshop um like it sparked conversations didn't it so rather than you sitting thinking about your own business you had input from other people and what they knew about you and what they'd learned about you since they'd met you or um whether it was at just that weekend not weekend um or like in the <laughs> over the previous month if you knew each other beforehand and it was just it just magnified everything to have somebody else's input and be able to talk that through particularly when it comes to your brand because that's something that um like your brand is how you're perceived by other people ultimately and you need to make sure that your branding fits and being able to immediately test that with other people is just like priceless I think absolutely priceless it was very much it was like a proper like focus group wasn't it yeah and um almost like market research yeah it <laughs> as was. Well. like immediate market research yeah. yeah and like when we were talking people were talking about their programs and their courses and offers and prices and stuff like having that immediately like you should be charging more for that or like why don't you do it like this you know really really valuable yeah. stuff this, yeah this would work for me this would it was it was really really valuable and it was lovely to see and I know hence the reason why we've done three days this year because <laughs> we we could have been done for trades description of using the word <laughs> retreat um because there was a lot of work done and it was hugely powerful for all and I mean Rosie and I often talk about this the transformation that we see within the mm-hmm. retreaters within our puddings is is really like um well, it's a very proud moment for me and I know it is for Rosie as well you know we we're, we're proud that because we're passionate about our purpose regarding brand mm, and yeah. brand identity we don't do this just to put the money on the table yes we're paid for it and yes you know we've we've really owned our own value 
in that very recently because we realised the transformation that we are putting out there. But that's because it comes from a passion for to encourage people to step out and be themselves within their brand and get their mo- get the most from it. And once you step into that, the rest just starts to flow really, yeah. really nicely. And with your messaging and, you know, we spoke about vision. We spoke about mission. We spoke about messaging on the retreat. We also played past the parcel, just <laughs> to put it in context. And decorated um, sombreros. <laughs> and decorated sombreros. Yeah. Went in hot tubs. Um radiators off walls but we're going to go there um <laughs> about the it radiator fell. it fell okay <laughs> amy mates but anyway <laughs> there's a big problem <laughs> i'll always remember that with them and they've spoke about this before but you know it really was a connection it was a connection with others and definitely a connection to yourself yeah. I, 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 you know, and that makes me very proud that we, um, you know, we facilitated that. So um, regarding your story, Nina, I think this is a huge part within your brand as well. Um, when you were saying you were, you were chatting shit on your blog, your words, <laughs> not mine, right? <laughs> yeah. Your story is quite often somebody else's treasure map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm a big believer that your why... Your purpose is to help your former self. If you look there first, you'll probably find that's what will light you up. Hence the reason why mum's twice queen over there is, (laughs) you know, the chaotic mum mentor. And I think that's something that's really important for people to um, accept. Mm. Yeah. I, I, although I've been blogging for 12 years, I, I'd, I'd strived to be one of the bloggers and what, you know, one of the, I'd, I'd look at people's posts and think, Jesus, their house is immaculate. They, <laughs> I even like, you'd, I'd even stick on clean with me instead of picking up like <laughs> the stuff off the cat. I'd, I'd watch clean with me instead of cleaning. <laughs> like, <laughs> think how do they how do they do it like how, how do they do it all in one day how can they where's their kids what are they do, like yeah. how can they live like that yeah. yeah I was striving to be them and it wasn't until like I like the past two three years that I've actually stepped into embracing my chaos mm. embracing where I am and started like messaging as me and not trying to be somebody else because although I was a I was a blogger and you know I got paid for certain things uh, and I got freebies that's not really a freebie because you actually put a lot of work in you know you got to go to amazing places for for nothing Mm. you know for a, a tag on an Instagram post or whatever I was I it wasn't me it wasn't I wasn't wholly me I wasn't authentic in what I was posting because I was just trying to like I'd tidy a corner <laughs> to take a picture which is fine which is you know that is fine if you're taking product shots or whatever but show the reality as well because it it, it it's damaging sometimes when mm. all you see is this perfect feed all the time mm. there's a uh... 
there's a there's an account that's like grown massively on TikTok. This lady called um, I can't remember her full name. It's Sammy something. I don't know if you've seen it, but she she does a post every day and she starts it the same way. And she's like, it's Wednesday. Let's get dressed. And she's absolutely gorgeous. And she always starts with this incredible full face of makeup and she puts on these like insanely expensive outfits. Um <laughs> And like her account is just growing because people just love watching her get dressed. And then, but I keep seeing her tagged in people doing like the mum version where they're like, school run, let's get dressed. And it's like, <laughs> just grab these leggings, they're fleece lines and they're super warm. And then I've got this t shirt literally just top of the dirty wash pile, doesn't <laughs> smell too bad. So I'm just going to pop this on. <laughs> and then it's like, I've got a choice of beanie. Are we going to go with the red one or the brown one? <laughs> and it's like the the parent version and it's like it's equally as liked and compelling the same because it's real and it's raw and it's funny and it's relatable and like you watch Sammy's original stuff because you're like oh yeah like it's aspirational and it's like I wish I had those clothes I wish I had that figure I wish I had the time to (laughs) do this every morning and then you watch hers and it's like yeah this is this is actually that's me yeah that's that's me me. that's what you think is that's me and that's that's we speak about this a lot. That's the vulnerability building connection. Mm, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what it's about. Oh, I I love. I really laughed when you said about tidying a corner because I am <laughs> the girl that cleans. Not actually, I rephrase that. I tidy before the cleaner comes. Right. Yeah. Be, and but that's more. Uh, it's more not because I'm worried about what she'll think. It's more because I'm like she's not here to tidy. She's here to clean. Yeah. So I'd rather get the most benefit. <laughs> out of that kind of thing but you do kind of chuck things in drawers she's now I mean I'm terrible at I'm a hoarder as well I mean I'm not like one of these hoarders you see on the telly that you can't get through to the kitchen but I am a hoarder I think oh that'll come in handy right <laughs> that I'll use that it'll be a box it'll be a bit of ribbon it'll be because I'm a creator on oh, no, I so I'm thinking I can create something out of that I haven't got time to do that so now she has my full permission I go if you think it should be thrown away throw it away because I know I'm keeping it for the wrong reasons <laughs> so if she's not sure about something she'll actually go can we keep this and I'm like no, uh, 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 you do it I can't make the decision <laughs> it's just too much <laughs> but it's about knowing your capabilities it's about knowing what works for you and I think I keep coming back just to acceptance for you Nina yeah yeah I really do accepting and embracing Mm. and a lot of the work that um I I do is about accepting where you are but then putting strategy in place to get you to 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 elevate where you are yeah rather than to strive for that like Rosie talked about her last week, I think. <laughs> I wondered when this would come up. I wondered rather, when this would Rather come up. than striving for somebody, you know, like karate chop cushions or, you know, <laughs> lines in your carpet, Mrs. Hinch. Um, oh, she, she went there. She went, went there. there. <laughs> uh, be an elevated version of, of you. Own the chaos that you were in, mm. but put strategies in place to, to live better. Um, you don't have to be surrounded by like a million toys or a washing basket that never empties because there's ways around it without going full on Mrs. Hinch. Mm. But then I think I think it's about it's about living to the standard that you are happy in and you enjoy, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you like if you genuinely love cleaning and tidying, 
why shouldn't no you have fair, a house fair, that looks yeah. like yeah why shouldn't you have a house that looks like a show home all the time like if that's what you know you pack the kids you off to school and you look forward to coming home and blowing your toilets and stuff and that's what lights you up have a show home like that's fine I think it's when you put that expectation onto other people isn't it and and if you put the expectation on yourself at the detriment to your children or your yeah. relationships or your own mental health yeah. if you're constantly striving for that it, yeah it becomes a it becomes stressful if it's mm. not natural to you not yeah. everything is natural to everybody you know we all have different ways different stuff like there's loads of people out there that do cleaning routines that do like this is a routine and this will this is how you get this done yeah but they don't work for everybody not every program not every strategy works for everybody which is why I like the way I've created my my piggy home hoogar home program so that it's bespoke to the person that's on the program that it's bespoke to you it's you create your own program everybody's different yeah. everybody's made up different mm-hmm. and this would take us down a human design yeah. kind of path as to who you are what suits you we are all different we all create in different ways we all respond to different things it's about knowing yourself and yeah. knowing what works for you and yeah. I think bespoke is is the way to go because you know it's it's like how your bra fits don't get me started on this right but a lot of people think they're one size because they've been measured with a tape in a bra so they're like okay I'm a 36 double d or I'm a 36 c or whatever right but actually everybody then goes for that size bra and then they wonder why it doesn't fit or doesn't sit right or something or other however when we wear trousers or tops, we don't buy the same size top in every shop, do we? Why do we do it with bras? Right? We fit how how the best way to fit a bra is fit the bra to you, not you to the bra, because the bra is made in a different place by different people with different materials. So you need to sort of take that into account, but we don't, we follow the norm and we follow the crowd and yeah. we do what everybody else does until somebody goes, hold on a minute. You thought about doing a way that suits you, yeah, <laughs> and and giving yourself permission to do that. Yeah, yes. you don't have to be like everybody else. You don't have to like post cleaning, like clean with me videos on YouTube. Just you know, just because unless you that is what you love to and, do. Yeah, unless yeah, yeah, everybody is unique. So Nina, for anybody, any mums out there that have that overwhelm that have that gigantic washing pile that have got just that tiny corner of clean, or which I do think gives you a little bit of headspace sometimes, excuse me, just to have one little tidy place. Um, or I spoke space. about that this morning on my Insta, actually. I didn't see this, so that's good. So maybe I'll go and check that out afterwards. For those people, those, you know, that just need a bit of calming chaos, where can they find you? Um, so I'm on Instagram, Nina A. Spencer, because Nina Spencer was already taken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm the there is the Chaotic Motherhood Tribe over on Facebook, which is the group, free group for anybody to join if you're a chaotic mum like me or want to embrace chaos with me. Um, and my website is ninaaspencer.com. 
So people can come and find you and you can help them through. You do one-to-ones. Like you say, you have your group. Um, and basically, you're you're just a bit of a bright light when there's overwhelm and you're peeking out from the washing yeah. pile and everything else. Mum's twice. This woman is qualified. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> worth checking her out. So, okay, favourite part of the show for me. And when I saw what you'd put, I was like, she has absolutely smashed that question if you were a dessert what dessert would you be and why so I think <laughs> I'd be an eating mess <laughs> <laughs> I just love this <laughs> because although the meringue is quite complex and and it's quite a complex make the actual structure of an eating mess is like just okay. throw it just throw it all in. Yeah, um, the messier and it's the quite better. Sim- yeah, it's quite simple. It's in its element in the summer months, yeah. like me. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a classic dessert. It's a I mean, very posh dessert, you know, eat a mess. Is a it? Very, eat a mess is a posh dessert. Yeah, talking to a pastry chef here. <laughs> I'm telling you and when you say that the meringue is complex a meringue to make and get right is very complex because just one slight like not ingredient or yeah. something like that and it just goes to shit <laughs> right so let me tell you but literally chucking the rest of the stuff on you've got your strawberries your cream just for anybody that doesn't know what it is <laughs> it is a classic Kind but, of, make, but it can be made in different ways, which is yeah. why why I thought I'd chuck that in there as well. And it epitomises embracing imperfect. It does. And right. shows that the result can still be fabulous, Yeah, doesn't it? It just shows a fabulous end result. Oh, I absolutely love that. Okay, so because you were a previous retreater as well, it would be criminal if we did not say, why should people... Should I just use the should word? Why can people? Why would you recommend people to the sweet retreat? Because because of that connection, because you build bonds with people that you would never have connected with otherwise. Um, the value of the, the content that you create, like you put out there as well, is it, it's so valuable. Even you know, even if you don't let us talk in between. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's the connection more than anything else. And the fact that each one of you goes with a different skill set, like the people on the retreat, not just you and Rosie, um, you go with a different skill set. And so it's like skill swapping almost. Yeah, it's a good way to describe it. It really is. It really is. Oh, I have had a fabulous time with you, my little eating mess. (laughs) Um, and and the not so sober one sat in the corner Um, it's been perfectly imperfect today from the fact that we didn't start recording at the beginning and the fact that we've had to we got cut off and had to come back in but look we've still created a great result you puddings have still had a podcast to listen to there's been learnings and there's been value in here and I just want to say thank you and I'm grateful for both of you. Rosie, anything left to say? I don't think so. I think the biggest I think the biggest takeaway for, for me from today has been around uh, like knowing yourself 
and knowing what fits for you and feels good for you and not allowing what you see, particularly online, other people's highlight reels, other people's tidy corners of their home, um, like not allowing that to influence you and knowing that if they turn the camera around, the rest of the house is probably equally as chaotic as yours. I agree. What's your takeaway, Nina? Um, yeah, just owning my own chaos, remembering that the confidence is inside me and that connection is so valuable. I I agree. I think for me, it's... <laughs> I'm going to go there. Sass will save your ass. Self-awareness <laughs> strategy will actually save you from like self-deprecation it will allow you to accept yourself and allow yourself just to be you know yourself know your crown so you can wear your crown is Mm. what I would say is this is the takeaway for this for me today please go and check Nina out she is a fabulous human being um, and she's got lots of strategies for you mums out there that are dealing with chaos Um, so that for me is the end of this week's show and we will be back next week it will be Rosie and I because we do this we've got the guest then which just us then it's a guest then it's just us um we will be back next week and have a great week uh puddings it's goodbye from me rhubarb it's goodbye from me custard and goodbye from me mess <laughs> <laughs> have a great week guys bye bye bye, bye.